the Action Network podcast. It was time for the long-awaited overdue celebration to commence. Go pack your bag! Go pack your bag! Goals to win, not just to go! All right, here we go. From the 10, throwing end zone. Spectacular catch! They're saying it's a catch. Touchdown! See, most gamblers, when they go to gamble, they go to win. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Big bank, small bank, I like to make money. All right. That is the ultimate kibosh. You want to bet? <laughs> and we are underway. Welcome into the Action Network podcast presented by BetMGM, the king of sports books. We have made it. It is time for Super Bowl 58 Best Bets. Yes, that is the episode you are tuned into. I'm your host, Brendan Glasheen. We've got a panel of analysts, Anthony DeBundo, Jill Gallant, the touchdown better, and Grant Niefer. His specialty all year has been player props. We are with you to break down Super Bowl 58 between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. You can find the video version of the podcast if you haven't done so already on the Action Network YouTube page. Once you hit subscribe, give this video a like, and then you'll be plugged into all of our content For the rest of the week leading up to the big game, we appreciate on the audio side, of course, that's our priority. Five-star ratings and reviews on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen. You can find Anthony, Jill, and Grant individually in the free-to-download award-winning Action Network app where they put their bets out each and every day. And you can also find a link to our Action Network Discord channel, uh, the Discord server, in the episode description, audio, video, wherever you're watching or listening. If you want to hop in, chat it up with the experts leading up to the game. We are recording on a Wednesday afternoon leading into Super Bowl weekend, February 7th. Chiefs plus two. They're getting a ton of the bets and the handle. Total still sits at 47 and a half. Moneyline bets all on Kansas City at plus 110 at BetMGM. A three and three conference championship weekend. All in all, show is 15 games over 500. You three have been a big part of that. Touchdown bets. Player props to Bundo on his Packers, uh, more specifically. So uh, there we go. Let's dive in. We will go to Debundo first. Each of these guys have two best bets for Super Bowl Fifty Eight. Debundo, you may go first. What do you have for us? Happy Super Bowl, everybody. Uh, let's go with Harrison Butker over one and a half field goals made at minus one twenty. And this really comes down to the fact that I think that San Francisco has real defensive issues and it's been well documented over the last couple of weeks. If you go into their underlying numbers against the run, they've had some real problems all season, really, especially, you know, the second half. And I do think the chiefs will have some success moving the ball, but we've seen time and time again, this Kansas city offense kind of get bogged down in the red zone. And Andy Reid is not particularly aggressive on fourth downs. And I think that's the big key. When you look at the numbers this year for the season, overall fourth down aggressiveness, the chiefs are in the bottom eight. And how much they go for it on fourth down. They settle for field goals a lot. And that's another reason why their red zone touchdown percentage is all the way down at 19th in the league this year. San Francisco's defense, as much as it struggled, they're actually in the bottom eight now in yards per drive allowed. So I do think, like I said, the Chiefs will move the ball in this game against a Niners defense that has some holes. But when they get down into the red zone and the 49ers can stack the box a little bit more, which they don't really do uh, in normal downs, you know, other parts of the field, they can try to stop the run that way. And they're one of the best short passing defenses and over-the-middle passing defenses in the league. So I think the Niners will have success in slowing down uh, Kansas City once they get inside you know, the 30, 20-yard line. And if it's fourth and three, fourth and four, a spot where Andy Reid probably should go for it given his quarterback, uh, we're going to see them kick field goals, something Dan Campbell did not do. Uh, 
Dan Campbell made the right move. I don't know that Andy Reid will here. So I think Reid will settle for field goals. He has a reliable kicker in Butker. Uh, so minus 120 over one and a half. Chiefs have also been excellent in the last two minute drills. It's an area where the 49ers have struggled defensively as well. So I think that you could get one maybe before the half as well. So over one and a half, minus 120 for Butker field goals. It's um, one of my favorite props for Super Bowl 58. Noticed you worked in that Dan Campbell made the right move, but they lost the game. But we won't go there. It's been a too soon for my Lions. Devastating. Okay. All right. Should be Devastating. should be us in the Super Bowl. You worked your opinion in there as well as your pick. Good job. Always. Jill Gallant, touchdown better. You're going there. And correct me if I'm wrong before you reveal the pick. I'm pretty sure you did this last year too in this the Super correct. Bowl. Okay. Yeah, so good. go ahead. All right, so this bet is a Travis Kelsey touchdown, but I'm not going to be taking it as an anytime touchdown. That's around even odds, maybe even minus odds at most books. I think if you're going to bet Travis Kelsey for a touchdown, you need to bet first Chiefs touchdown. That's around plus 330. So yeah, I did take this exact bet last year. It was around plus 330, and it paid off in the second quarter. Uh, And Kelsey just has a playoff pedigree that I can't overlook anymore. 17 touchdowns on the last 15 playoff games since 2019. He's also scored the first Chiefs touchdown in five of their last seven playoff games. Now, this Niners defense has been fairly strong, but when you look at the tight ends they've faced all year, they haven't really faced a ton of good tight ends. Uh, When they did, those guys really got their numbers. Like Sam Laporta had nine catches for almost 100 yards. Trey McBride had 10 catches for 100 yards. Uh, TJ Hawkinson had 11 catches for almost 100 yards. So tight ends can move the ball on this defense. And Kelsey, of all the tight ends that I've just mentioned, he's pretty much matchup proof, in my opinion. Uh, Also, for example, last two weeks, the Chiefs have faced defenses that were pretty strong against tight ends, both the Bills and Ravens. They had only allowed six touchdowns combined to tight ends uh, all year. Uh, Travis Kelsey finished with 16 catches and three touchdowns on both of those defenses and scored first touchdown for the Chiefs in both of those games. So uh, especially uh, in the first touchdown score market, especially in the Super Bowl, I'd like to have just a little bit of insurance, especially since the Niners, uh, they have scored the first touchdown in 13 of 19 games this year, and they've scored on their opening drive in 10 of 19 games. So that's my biggest concern is that if you were to take a Chiefs touchdown score for the first touchdown prop, you might get squeezed out because this Niners defense has been so efficient in the first quarter. So instead, I think if you're going to take Travis Kelsey, you take him for the first Chiefs touchdown at plus 330. Does that price compare at all to last year, if you know? Off the top of I head? do. It was actually plus 330 last okay. year. So that's why it's I'm like, okay. Yes, well, it's a familiar market, but also just last week, it was around plus 280. The week before, it was around plus 300, and that's against the Bills and then the Ravens. Uh, you know, if you're going to keep upping the price, you know, against a Niners defense that I don't think is really going to give that much resistance comparatively to those two defenses, I'm going to take that. Okay. If anything, uh, they've been focusing more on Kelsey and compared to last year, even like how much their Kelsey reliant seems to have gone up relative to past seasons. Even like last week when they scored on the Ravens, like Kyle Hamilton is one of the best safeties in the NFL. He hadn't allowed a touchdown to a tight end all year, and they still gamed up and scripted up ways to get Kelsey open. So I'm going to trust Andy Reid to get it to Kelsey, especially on the first uh, time that they get into the red zone against the Niners. Okay, excellent. Very good. Grant Niefer from his bunker. What do you got? Well, we'll just keep the KC props going. I'm rolling with Patrick Mahomes over. You can find anywhere from 260.5 to 262.5 all over the place. I think I got it 
at 255.5. But, I mean, this line is just way too low. Mahomes, we all know the Kansas City pass rate over expectation. He just is going to keep chucking it so far in the playoffs. Hasn't hit this at a huge clip. But, I mean, we look at what he's done in the playoffs. Like, the first game was a massive win game. And it was horrible weather. I think negative mm-hmm. wind chill. Game in Buffalo, obviously not great. Game in Baltimore, obviously not great weather. Now he's going into a dome here. Yes, I get the 49ers are a tough pass defense. They're much easier to attack on the ground. I know they've been good, but it really doesn't matter with Mahomes. They're still going to throw the ball a ton. I mean, I'm expecting 40-plus pass attempts in this spot here. His wide receivers have been playing a lot better. Rice has been fantastic recently. MVS is actually catching balls, which is (laughs) wild to see after the first 10, 12 weeks of the season. But Patrick Mahomes, over the course of his career in a dome, has averaged 20 more yards passing per game compared to outdoors. I mean, we forget that he plays over in Kansas City, really rough weather. So his numbers are slightly deflated because of the tough spots where he's playing in terms of weather. Now playing in a dome here, they're going to continue to pass the ball. Everything's kind of clicking so far in the playoffs for this pass offense when you factor in the bad weather here. I haven't projected for over 20 yards over this number here. This is just far too low, in my opinion. I love the Chiefs' pass attack this week that I think is being a little bit undervalued. Have you imagined a particular game script for this, meaning Pacheco's been good on the ground, but Chiefs playing from behind, possibly? Or does that not matter to you? I'm just curious. It doesn't really matter too much. I mean, we've seen the Chiefs, again, their pass rate over expectation, I think, is still top in the league. Like, they're going to still, we've seen it so many times where they're up big, even. And they'll still pass the ball a ton. I know that Pacheco has been very solid so far in the playoffs. I mean, a lot of that was exploiting the Bills matchup. But it's still an offense that is centered around Patrick Mahomes. Like, it doesn't really matter game script too much for Andy Reid. He's still going to give the ball to Mahomes. He's still going to do that short area passes. He's still going to feed Kelsey and Rice. He's still going to use every other guy in this offense. Like, I don't really care about game script too much with Kansas City unless it's a complete and total blowout, which I don't see happening against this 49ers offense and defense. Okay, Patrick Mahomes over passing yards. Number slightly up at BetMGM. If you can get the best number, 260.5 is what Grant's giving out. Back to you, DeBundo, for your second pick. So I wrote about this. Uh, it's up at actionnetwork.com right now. Uh they are 18 and two this year to the under in the second half. And I think at least two of the three pods in the playoffs, one of us has given out the second half under pregame on the chiefs. And I, I still Brandon think it's did. good. Yep. I know Brandon did in the, in the championship and I think maybe he did also in the wildcard round. Uh, and even in the bills game, which ended up being pretty high scoring, the game changed a lot in the second half. And so I want to give out kind of some of the numbers. I don't want to give away the whole article, but you can find it action network. I tweeted it as well. Um, second half points per game year over year. So you would think, you know, Kansas City, one of these elite offenses would be near the top in the second half. And that's not always true. Uh, they're generally right around ninth, 10th, ninth, uh, third last year uh, in second half scoring because they do play from ahead a lot. And when they do get ahead, they tend to run the ball more. They tend to play a lot slower. So their second half pace this year, 26th compared to eighth in the first half. So they slow the game down a lot. Multiple extra seconds per play really makes a big difference. Uh, And their run rate has increased this year in the second half. You even saw it uh, in the game against, you know, Baltimore, where they were not really successful running the ball, but they were still trying to do it. Got Pacheco a ton of carries. And even though they're third in pass rate over expected, uh, you know, like Grant was talking about, they still will throw the ball. If they're ahead in the second half, they will run it. The biggest difference 
uh, year over year. Obviously, the defense has improved this year, but the Chiefs, when trailing, have not been good offensively whatsoever. They've been below league average. And each of the last four years, they were one of the two or three best offenses, EPA per dropback when behind in the second half. This year, they've fallen to below average. And I think that's the biggest issue for them in this game is if they do fall behind and they have to get away from the run a little bit, their offensive line has had some problems holding up in pass rush. I think there's going to be issues for Kansas City trying to keep up uh, if they do fall behind. They might be you know, able to get some drives going, but are they going to get touchdowns on the board and get back into this game? So 18 and two, second half under. Uh, of course, the second half points allowed year over year, 10th in 2019, 12th in 2020, 11th in 2021, 17th last year, first this year. They're allowing less than a touchdown per game uh, in the second half. So I think there's some real you know, signal to this as well. If you look at uh, Nate Tice uh, of The Athletic and, and Yahoo did a really nice piece on kind of Chris Jones's numbers and how in the first half of games, he's pretty bad against the run. And then he kind of juices himself up second half and brings more energy and gets more tackles to the point where he has as many tackles in the fourth quarter against the run as he does in the first three quarters combined. So you're seeing, you know, effort improvement. Uh, you're seeing this defense kind of tighten the screws a little bit. Spagnolo making adjustments. Uh, all of these things contribute to the fact that this defense is playing elite level uh, in the second half of the games, top five in, in most success rate numbers. And then Kansas City's offense, just like after the first quarter, just isn't very good. They're still good on the script. When they have, you know, the the Reed and 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 the Mahomes script, it's still good. And we saw this in every playoff game. They they got a field goal uh, against Buffalo and two touchdowns against Miami and then can, against Baltimore. But after that, like these, the, the offense was not particularly good against Baltimore. And so I think all this talk about Mahomes, this Mahomes, that. Uh, second half under 23 and a half is uh, how I'm going to go here. I don't even hate a first half over necessarily. I just think that this game after halftime, you're going to see some adjustments uh, and and this game, uh, you know, crawl a little bit in the second half. Two of the best adjusters at halftime, Shanahan and Andy Reid. Joe Tooney is also unlikely to play in this game. Right. So to your point about the offensive line, Joe Tooney with the pec injury, unlikely to play in Super Bowl 58. Speaking of the first half, that's a second half play by DeBundo. Mentioned a first half over, and Jill Gallant has a first half play for his second one. Yeah, and one of the things I wanted to mention, too, just to add to what uh, uh, DeBundo was mentioning, just as far as the pace splits go for San Francisco, because overall in the second half, it's about 0.2 seconds per play that their pace usually slows. But when they're leading by seven or more, it slows down about by 0.72 seconds per play and if it's a close game so that means six points or less uh it's about two and a half seconds per play of where the pace just completely slows down plus the fact that the Chiefs defense has uh, been pretty elite in the second half only allowing around seven and a half points per game so that's why I like a first half touchdown bet for Christian McCaffrey which is around plus 120 to plus 140 I'm seeing a plus 140 out there so that's the one I'm going to grab but McCaffrey Okay, four touchdowns in two playoff games rarely comes off the field. One thing that we're seeing a lot, especially as the, the second half of the season is going on and in the playoffs, is that he's playing over 90% of snaps. So for a RB1, that's not typical. Usually that's around 60 to 70%. But the anytime touchdown market right now for McCaffrey, you know, it's anywhere from minus 200 to minus 250. It's not really a ton of value there. But in 18 games played this year, so that includes the playoffs, he scored in 15 of them. So 83% of games, Christian McCaffrey has scored a touchdown. But in the 15 games that he did score, 
he had a first half touchdown in 13 of those games. So about 86% of the time that he has scored, he has scored in the first half. And the Niners have also scored. I mentioned this, the opening drive of the game, 10 of 19 games. You could have this cash probably within five minutes of watching the game. Hmm. Um, He's scored six touchdowns, uh, the first touchdown of the game this year. And their first half offense is top five in points per game along with the Chiefs. And, Again, as I was mentioning, Anthony alluded to with the under 23 and a half in the second half. I don't think there's going to be a lot of touchdowns scored in the second half. So the the odds uh, should only increase. But I bet if you were to do it uh, live, like, for example, when he didn't score in the first half against the Packers, and then we were doing bet what happens live and looking at the live odds, he was actually around still around plus 120 to score a touchdown in the second half. Not a great a lot of value here, considering that most of his damage is done in the first half. So. Christian McCaffrey, if you're going to be betting his touchdown prop at Super Bowl 58, I would consider first half touchdown at plus 140 instead of trying to get minus 200 or minus 250 to hit for you. Okay. Anyone have any thoughts on that? Because it makes sense to me. I, <laughs> I, mean, I, I think I think San Francisco, like these are two elite offenses on the script, right? And that's been the – I mean San Francisco's numbers in every quarter are the best in the league. There's mm-hmm. no split you can find where like San Francisco isn't that good. We don't even have to do like the, can they come from behind narratives anymore? Cause they just did it two straight weeks. But, yep. but like their script is as good as anybody. Uh, and so, you know, you could easily see this game like very quick, bang, bang, seven, seven, maybe for, for Joe, we get, you know, seven, seven start Kelsey and, uh, and McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah. And then we, then we get a little field goal battle from there on for, for the rest of our props. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and the other thing, it's hard to look at the Kansas City Baltimore game because Baltimore went away from what they've been good at all year. Gus Edwards yep. had that ten plus yard burst right through the middle, and they and they never went back to the run. So they, you can run on yeah. Kansas City. So maybe it's a fact. A couple things: the fact that the Niners haven't been good in the first half their last two games, and that Baltimore went away from what they were good at. So I would think you're getting a pretty good price on McCaffrey based on what the opponent, the, the lack of running against the opponent they're facing in Kansas City. And the fact they just haven't been the same they've been in the regular season. So good edge. I think I'm McCaffrey to score in the first half. Grant, yeah, need I, for take. Oh, go ahead, Tabundo. I totally forgot what I was going to say. So let's just skip that part. It'll come back to me at some point. <laughs> just about to talk. Okay. I know. And I forgot. All right. Maybe you'll, we're going to do predictions too before we wrap it up. But uh, maybe it'll come back to you. <laughs> Grant Neifer, it plays into your first pick. Give us your second one. Yeah, I'm rolling with Rice over 65, 67. I think over at MGM at 65 and a half. Receiving yards. Uh, Rice has been a massive part of – I mean, I've been hitting this line fairly often in the second half of the season. He's been a massive part of this offense. I mean, the guy has nine-plus targets in seven out of the last nine games, and you can look at his playoff numbers. Obviously, he had that massive game <clears throat> against Miami the first round of the playoffs, and then hasn't done a ton since, 46 and 47 receiving yards. But obviously, the Buffalo game – Mahomes only threw the ball 23 times, I think. Um, they were running the ball quite a bit in that game, obviously. Buffalo defense decimated, semi-bad weather. Baltimore game, they were leading for a large part of it, and they can kind of limit downfield passes. I think his longest reception was 11 yards. Um, but he's been a huge part of this offense. Like This offense is pretty concentrated around Kelsey and around Rice. I think so far in the playoffs, he's had more targets then I think the rest of the receiving core combined or right at the same amount. Um, Rice is going to get huge volume. This Again, I already mentioned Mahomes playing inside of a dome. I know it's a mm-hmm. tough matchup here, but he's hit this number at a pretty drastic clip since they started featuring in the offense. So they were, first half of the season, they were trying to figure out 
who do we throw and where they had all these mediocre wide receivers that were trying to figure out who is going to be a best fit for this offense. It's clearly Rice at this moment. He's going to be heavily, heavily involved in this game. The fact that the Niners are the favorite in this spot only helps the potential game script. I know you talked about that earlier, but I think they're going to pass regardless. I haven't projected for over 80 yards, so full 15, 16 yards over this number. Like, it's way too low at this moment. All the love's over on Kelsey. We got all the new Taylor Swift fans betting the over on Kelsey, which just they kind of have to adjust based on that just because of Mahomes' total number. I'm going with Rice here. Rand, I do actually have Kelsey's. I I have way too many Chiefs overs in this. Like, I've I've barely bet any Niners props so far. I basically Debo, and that's it. Like, everything I have so far is on Chiefs and solely on the passing attack. And could end up going wrong, but I, I just think all these numbers are way too heavily deflated for no reason at all in the 49ers defense has been good this season. The 49ers have been good this season. Rasheed Rice breakout game, November 26th in Vegas. Eight grabs on 10 targets, 107, and a touchdown in that game. Now, I know yeah. it's the Raiders and not the Niners, but that, that was – the Chiefs haven't played many warm weather or controlled weather games uh, since October. Um, I so- don't think that – if I, I think I was looking at this earlier. I think Mahomes has only played – in a dome like 10 times over the course of his career wow. it's, it's an absurdly low number so i mean obviously we don't have a huge sample size but i think he averages right around i think it was 318 to 320 per game in domes over the course of his career i mean there's retractable roof games but i didn't honestly look into that too much because some more not a lot of domes in the air, afc are more like an umbrella no yeah, well, only only, Houston, only Houston and India are in domes in the AFC. Yeah, the two, so. And the two games that he yeah. did play this year in a dome was in Minnesota and Vegas. And he threw for 281 against the, the Vikings. And let me just double check this here against the Raiders. It was one of his best two, games. 298 against the Raiders. So yeah. he's looked pretty good in a dome this year. And the one thing, too, that's really interesting about Rice, if you just looks, it's a very interesting sample size. But if you just take like, since Thanksgiving, for example, just a little bit more of a recent sample size. Sure. Rasheed Rice has pretty much had the same amount of targets, same, like, has more yardage per game, you know, as Travis Kelsey. And obviously all the, the money and targets are probably going to be going to Travis Kelsey as far as from a betting perspective. And then obviously we're talking about playoff Travis Kelsey as opposed to the regular season. But yeah, like Grant, I think makes a good point that this line for Rasheed should probably be in right around the same amount as Kelsey or more. Okay. Excellent. Yep. That's uh and that's right around your target, Thanksgiving, that Raider game, the game in Vegas, which he had success and Mahomes has had success in the two dome games this year, Vegas and Minnesota. This podcast is proudly presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get up to $158 in bonus bets when you bet $5. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Before we wrap it up, uh, we we did not touch on a side or a total. Uh, second half total by DeBundo, to be fair. So why don't we just go around the horn here and give a pr- game prediction. DeBundo, go ahead. So I've kind of gone back and forth on this a lot. Uh, the initial thought for me was, well, you know, Mahomes is a dog again, and how do we not go back to that same song and dance and 
You know, he's 10-1-1 one one in his career as an underdog. You've probably heard that this week if you've listened to other content and who's talked about the Super Bowl. And I initially went in thinking, look, I've, I've kind of thought this San Francisco defense was a fraud all of the playoffs, and I bet against them in, in their playoff games. And mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's been borne out. But I think now the market is clearly corrected for it and maybe overcorrected to the point where, like, we all talked about what does the San Francisco defensive issues against Green Bay and Detroit say about San Francisco? But what if we just say, Whose offense is playing better right now, Green Bay and Detroit or Kansas City? I think everybody here, I would personally take both Green Bay and Detroit over the Kansas City offense right now, just based on offensive line play, explosiveness in the running game, number of receiving options that are available. Obviously, the quarterback is a downgrade with Mahomes being you know, the GOAT, but like, where's the, where's the difference? How does Kansas City keep up in this game if San Francisco is able to effectively operate offensively? You're making a really big bet on Steve Spagnolo if you like the Chiefs here. That's what I think. I think you're betting less on Mahomes and more on Spagnolo. There is a path to what kind of what Grant's prop suggests too, though, which is San Francisco's defense when they've played other elite quarterbacks. Okay, they played Dak, completely shut him down. They played Jalen Hurts, completely shut them down. They did go to Cincinnati, or play Cincinnati, and, and struggle to deal with like the short precision underneath stuff that Burrow was killing them with. It was one of their worst games defensively. The way back in in September, October, when everybody was panicking about the Niners, mm-hmm. um, their offense got their defense got obliterated in that game. So you have seen teams do it, kind of nickel and dime them to death. Uh, I just think it's going to be very hard, given this matchup is much better for San Francisco. I think overall, the more I've thought about this game, and the more I looked at the number, the more I look at it, I'm like it's starting to tilt towards San Francisco to the point where. Purdy's had a lot of mistakes that have not gotten penalized in this playoffs. That is for sure true. And this is the best defense he's played in the playoffs by far. But uh, if Purdy just keeps his nerve, I, I think San Francisco is a, a clear like three, three and a half favorite here. And they're only laying like one and a half, two, two and a half now. So I think uh, if I had to bet a side and I, and I probably will end up betting San Francisco to win the Super Bowl because I just don't really see the path to Kansas City keeping up with them offensively given just how limited we've seen them be. Like, yes, they had that great game against Buffalo, but the red zone problems are still there. The second half, they got totally shut out in Baltimore. Like, I'm still concerned about a few different things with this offense. Whereas with San Francisco, fully healthy, literally nobody has stopped them all season long without a ton of turnovers. So what's the path? I don't know. It seems hard to me. I think you're right, though. If you're betting Kansas City, you're trusting their their defense. I think that's the best unit of the four playing right now. Right now, uh, top mm. to bottom. I think I'll, I'll still take the Niners' offense. I think. Can't but argue. That's with the that. other thing too, right? Like when when Mahomes when they won the first one in this you know rematch. Obviously, the teams are very different. San Francisco's defense not nearly as good. San Francisco's offense is way better now. But that was Mahomes engineering a, a comeback, and that just yeah. has not been the so Chiefs' mo this year. Yep. They have not been good enough at that, uh, and so I, I could see they've like a long Chiefs drive that takes that should have happened. Like they've yeah. had a lot MBS of drops in comebacks. Like well, the, the MVS game, possible. the the MVS drop though they were up ten at half and then just couldn't score for the entire game until the final mm-hmm. drive. Right, like the Kelsey Tony lateral that was another one that right, I thought right, of. and that was uh, yeah. So they've had opportunities. Don't get Wait. me wrong, but. But they have not just – I just – I struggle to see how this line like two, three weeks ago would have been three and a half. And now it's only two and I'm like, well, I kind of want to bet the Niners. So that's why I've come down on this and uh, we, we've got a few more days till game time. 
but I'm, 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 I think I'm San Francisco. Oh. And it sounds crazy because I, I, at the beginning of the playoffs, I started a Chiefs money line rollover. And I'm kind of like, well, I like the matchup against the other teams in the AFC. I just, this Niners offensive juggernaut, even when they, it feels like they played bad, they still scored 24 on Green Bay and 34 on Detroit. Like, it didn't feel like they played close to their best game in there. Mm-hmm. And they also get a controlled environment, too. So, I, I struggle now to make a pick because I thought your analysis was pretty good and it's fair. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to go yet. You Jill, can, go I ahead. Mean, it is a Super Bowl, right? You should be able to make a case for both sides. If you can't, well, then you're missing something. What I was going to say is I'm not going to just default to the, well, Mahomes is a dog, ATS, and just kind of default to that kind of uh, talk. But I will say the two things that concern me with San Francisco is – and I know that we have a two-game sample size on the playoffs of them engineering comebacks and making the right decisions in the second half. I'm still not quite there yet from a Shanahan perspective that he is going, if it's a closer game, that he is going to make the appropriate decisions, the appropriate timeout calls, all those kinds of things. Plus, let's say it's a 24-24 game. I'm really concerned of whether or not Jake Moody can hit that field goal to win it. And that's what really kind of makes me concerned. So, I'm not saying that I don't think San Francisco can win, but I am going to take the Chiefs 27 to 24 that they're going to engineer a last second field goal to win the game. Short, concise, to the point. Grant Niefer. I'm I I know the smart money's probably on the 49ers for most of what DeBundo said there. I'm on the Chiefs. Like I'm on the Chiefs and I'm on the Chiefs straight up. I've already got money on them. I don't it, I may be jaded. I'm a Seahawks fan, so I can't stand the 49ers <laughs> Brock Purdy's story is great but uh like we a lot of things into this like Mahomes as a dog that is obviously one of the things Reed with an extra week of time to prepare like we've seen I know the narrative hasn't been quite the same in the last four years but Reed generally with an extra week like coming off a of bye week has done very very well I know so far in the Super Bowls I think he's two and two two and three I can't remember um two and two and he lost one for the with the Eagles. That was a close game. And hey, he's against Tom Brady. I think he's two and zero or zero and two. But the re- everyone else, he's two and zero in the Super Bowl. Um, but Reed, extra week of offense, clear, clear, clear upgrade in quarterback for the Chiefs, which is generally what wins Super Bowls and is what won Super Bowls for the last two decades. Outside of when Peyton Manning was garbage for the Broncos, and they still won. Um, Everything kind of points towards the 49ers in terms of stats, but like Brock Purdy, this is only what his fifth career, fourth career playoff start, one of which he was knocked out fairly quickly. It may not be the smart move. Like, honestly, with Super Bowl, this is a weird one where you have so many people just putting money on the Chiefs because of Taylor Swift. So that's why the line has kind of moved that way so much. But even so, like, I'm still on the Chiefs. This is. Probably not a smart bet. I will say that, but I've got a decent amount of money on them already. Okay, I'll go. I'll go twenty four twenty, San Francisco. Uh, Chiefs get the ball with like three minutes left, and everybody does the. Here we go. Pat Mahomes does it, and he actually doesn't. And the Forty Nine ers get a stop to win the Super Bowl, and then we go back and we say, well. The Chiefs were really, at the end of the day, they were one guy short. They didn't have enough offensively to keep up, and that's what cost them. Back to what we've all said, like most of the season rings true in the in the Super Bowl. I'll go 24-20 ers uh, It'll be a tight one. And the Chiefs get two field goals in that scenario, so I'm happy with that. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going 30 One team's deficiency 
whether it's the Chiefs offense just not having enough or Brock Purdy making a it's one of these teams is going to have that glaring error where Mm -hmm. you're like that's who they were all year or this is what they've been covering up for the postseason yeah maybe Moody Moody misses a field goal to keep it at 24-20 to give the ball back to the Niners the perfect scenario it's like fourth and two The, the Niners have a chance to ice it but they don't they kick and everybody goes, oh, Shanahan's so dumb. And then he misses the field goal. And then everybody's like, well, now the door's open for Mahomes. And then the Chiefs don't do it. That's my that's my very specific prediction, 2420 uh, Niners. With an more draw. specific than that, Moody misses a field goal to win the game at 24-24. Goes to OT, Niners don't score. Chiefs score, Chiefs 30-24 to in OT. Okay. Very good. Questionable, questionable penalty too on a rough in the passer or something on Mahomes. That's a lock, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's going to do it here on the Action Network podcast for our Super Bowl Fifty Eight Best Bets episode. We're presented by our friends at BetMGM. Don't forget to download the free award-winning Action Network app to see all the guys' picks. They might have more leading up to Sunday. And if, as I said before, check out the Action Network Discord server to chop it up with the experts and fellow gamblers during the games. Best of luck to all of your bets this weekend and thank you to everyone this is our final episode of the year so thank you to everyone who's listened to our podcast and the episodes the best bets episodes throughout the season tons of super bowl content available on the action network podcast so check that out and uh because i know what happens here is sunday happens and then people are like now what now what do i do you have the nba betting pod buckets available to you big bets on campus for everything college basketball and we also have our UFC betting previews right here on the Action Network podcast. So plenty to come. Cha- Champions League starts back up on Tuesday. I wasn't Brendan. done yet. So Wonder goal. <laughs> Good job. Way to plug it. And then, you know, baseball will happen and Tabundo will be there too. Thanks again for Tabundo, Joe Gallant, Grant Niefer, Brendan Glasheen. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is the Action Network podcast presented by BetMGM. Have fun. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.